0: What up guys, it's your girl Monique And welcome to A Date With Destiny You already know that this podcast was designed with young people in mind We are here to equip, encourage and empower young people in mind, body and soul It's a place where amazing things happen Well, right now I just want us to take a tour with me Come along and take a tour with me as we go through the Bible Alright, so each time, you know, I'll be... um saying, you know, a a chapter from the Bible. So today we are going into Genesis one and Genesis two. Okay. Where God created the whole entire universe, the beginning. All right. And, um, I'm reading from the new international version. um, I have two different translations. Actually, I have three different translations of the Bible I like to read from. Um, The Amplified Bible and um, the New Living Translation Bible and the New International Version Bible, and they all study Bibles. So, you know, I encourage you to to get a study Bible so that you you could um, understand the scripture more better with the study notes on the side, you know, those bullet points um, that they're pointing out. And so you could understand it more. So I'll just be reading from the New Living Translation, other known as LNLT, all right, translation, and um, I'll be starting off with Genesis chapter 1 and the introduction. Okay, I'm going to read the introduction to you and then we'll go into it. Also, I'll just be reading the bullet points, um, the key points for us to understand um, what we're reading. Okay, so if you have a Bible, you know, you could go ahead and, you know, grab it and read along as well. Again, this is the New Living Translation, and NLT study Bible I'm reading from okay just gonna have a little you know background instrumental in the back so all right so here we go here's the introduction for Genesis all right listen y'all the Bible is fun to read okay God's word is so much fun to read it's it's the greatest source that there is it's the manual his manual for us to live by You know, the Bible meaning basic instructions before leaving earth. All right. So it's a great and powerful tool for us to to have and to use in our day to day lives, you know. And when we reading God's word, we're learning more about him and we're drawing closer and closer to him. And we could um, speak his word whenever you're feeling down or sad, you know, whichever, you know, God's word is powerful. It brings life. Okay, so let's just go ahead and also we when we read about the different characters of the Bible, we just be encouraged and be like, wow, God, you done that for them. In the Bible times, picture what God is doing right now, you know, that we're, God is doing even more right now for in each and every one of our lives. So we just be encouraged by God's word, okay? So Genesis, let's go ahead and read the introduction. It says, ever turn on a TV show a few minutes after it began chances are you turned it off before the show ended or flipped to a different channel because you couldn't figure out what was going on to fully understand the plot you needed to see the beginning of the show the same truth applies to the Bible if you're having a hard time figuring out the plot Genesis is the right place to begin your search for answers why because Genesis is the book of the beginnings in it you see the creation of the universe the introduction of sin into the world the beginning of God's plan to rescue his people from the sin habit and the birth of the nation of Israel in Genesis we also get our first glimpse into God's character unlike everything else God didn't have a beginning He has always existed. Chapters 1 and 2 showcase his creativity and power, while chapter 3 reveals his holiness and judgment of sin. Through the sad saga of Adam and Eve and their descendants, we view God's incredible love for his people, even when they constantly disobey him. So as we read Genesis, what other beginnings do you see? How do they enlarge your view of God? So... The purpose of this is to record God's creation of the world and his desire to have a people set apart to worship him. The author of Genesis is Moses. The original audience is the people of Israel. Okay, and the date written was 1450 through to 1410 BC. The setting is the region presently known as the Middle East. The key people are... Are Adam, Eve, Noah, Abraham, Sarah, Isaac, Rebecca, Jacob, and Joseph. The key points are Genesis introduces God as creator of all that exists. From planets to plants to people. All people were created in God's own image. Disobedience is sin result when people choose their own way. Instead of obeying God. Adam and Eve learned this the hard way. Only God can reverse the consequences of sinful choices. When God promises. God promised to protect and provide for his people. He made specific promises. Known as covenants. Which are binding agreements. God made a covenant with his people. As a guarantee of what they could expect from him. Obedience and prosperity. Obedience to God keeps our relationship with him intact and causes us to prosper like Abraham. Prosperity doesn't necessarily mean wealth or other material possessions. Rather, true prosperity means living life as God created it to be lived in the fullness of his blessings. All right. So that was the introduction of Genesis now let's go ahead and read Genesis chapter 1 the account of creation again this is the new living translation NLT in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth the earth was formless and empty And darkness covered the deep waters. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. Then God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And God saw the light was good. Then He separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day and the darkness night. And evening passed and morning came, marking the first day. Then God said, Let there be a space between the waters to separate the waters of the heavens from the waters of the earth. And that is what happened. God made this space to separate the waters of the earth from the waters of the heavens. God called the space sky. And evening passed and morning came, marking the second day. Then God said, Let the waters beneath the sky flow together into one place so dry ground may appear. And that is what happened. God called the dry ground land and the waters seas and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let the land sprout with vegetation, every sort of seed bearing plant and trees that grow seed bearing fruit. These seeds will then produce the kinds of plants and trees from which they came. And that is what happened. The land produced vegetation, all sorts of seed-bearing plants, and trees with seed-bearing fruit. Their seeds produced plants and trees of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. An evening passed and morning came, marking the third day. Then God said, let lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. Let them be signs to mark the seasons, days, and years. Let these lights in the sky shine down on the earth. And that is what happened. God made two great lights, the larger one to govern the day and the smaller one to govern the night. He also made the stars. God set these lights in the sky to light the earth, to govern the day and night and to separate the light From the darkness, and God saw that it was good. And evening passed and morning came, marking the fourth day. Then God said, Let the waters swarm the fish and other life, let the skies be filled with birds of every kind. So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that scurries and swarms in the water, and every sort of bird, each producing offspring of the same kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply. Let the fish fill the seas, and the the birds multiply on the earth. And God, an evening passed, and morning came, marking the fifth day. Then God said, Let the earth produce every sort of animal, each producing offspring of the same kind, livestock, small animals that scurry around, the ground, and wild animals, and that is what happened. God made all sorts of wild animals, livestock and small animals, each able to produce offspring of the same kind, and God saw that it was good. Then God said, let us make human beings in our image to be like us. They will reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on the earth and the small animals that scurry along the ground. So God created human beings in His own image. In the image of God, He created them. Male and female, He created them. Then God blessed them and said, Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the earth and govern it. Reign over the fish in the sea, the birds in the sky, and all the animals that scurry along the ground. Then God said, Look, I have given you every seed-bearing plant throughout the earth and all the fruit trees for your food. And I have given every green plant as food for all the wild animals, the birds in the sky and the small animals that scurry along the ground, everything that has life. And that is what happened. And then God looked over all that he had made and he saw that it was very good. And evening passed, and morning came, marking the sixth day. Genesis chapter 2 So the creation of the heavens and the earth, and everything in them was completed. On the seventh day, God had finished his work of creation, so he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy, because it was the day when he rested from all his work of creation. This is the account of the creation of the heavens and the earth, the man and the woman in the garden. When the Lord God made the earth and the heavens, neither wild plants nor grains were growing on the earth, for the Lord God had not yet sent rain to water the earth, and there were no people to cultivate the soil. Instead, springs up, came up from the ground and watered all the land. Then the Lord God formed the man from the dust of the ground. He breathed the breath of life into the man's nostrils, and the man became a living person. Then the Lord God planted a garden in the Eden, In Eden in the east, and there he placed the man he had made. The Lord God made all sorts of trees grow up from the ground. Trees that were beautiful and that produced delicious fruit. In the middle of the garden, he placed the tree of life and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. A river flowed from the land of Eden, watering the garden and then dividing into four branches. The first branch called the Pishon flowed around the entire land of Havilah, where gold is found. The gold of that land is ex- exceptionally pure. Aromatic resin and, sorry if I'm pronouncing, mispronouncing these words, onyx stone are also found there. The second branch called Gihon flowed around the entire land of Cush. The third branch called Tigris flowed east of the land of asher the fourth branch is called the etheracts the lord god placed the man in the garden of eden to tend and watch over it but the lord god warned him you may freely eat of the fruit of every tree in the garden except the tree of the knowledge of good and evil if you eat its fruit you are sure to die Then the Lord God said It is not good for the man to be alone I will make a helper Who is just right for him So the Lord God formed from the ground All the wild animals And all the birds of the sky He brought them to the man To see what he will call them And the man chose a name for each one He gave names to the livestock All the birds of the sky And all the wild animals But there were still no helper, just right for him. So the Lord God caused the man to fall into a deep sleep. While the man was sleeping, while he slept, the Lord God took out one of the man's ribs and closed up the opening. Then the Lord God made a woman from the rib and he brought her to the man. At last, the man exclaimed, This is, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. This explains why a man leaves his mother and his father and mother and is joined to his wife. And the two are united into one. Now, the man and his wife were both naked, but they felt no shame. All right. So, let's go over the key points. As it shows here in the Living Translation. Alright, so you know, back in Genesis 1 verses 1 through 26. It's, it's right here, it's talking about letting us know that God created everything there is. The heavens, earth, plants, and animals. When God finished creating everything else. He then chose to make people in his image. You know, the phrase, let us make human beings in our image. In verse 26 does not mean that God created us exactly like himself, especially in a physical sense. Instead, we are reflections of God's glory. We can reflect his characteristics like love and patience, forgiveness, kindness, faithfulness. You know, our worth is... Not defined by possessions, achievements, physical attractiveness, or popularity. Instead, it is based on knowing that God created us in his likeness. You know, so criticizing or downgrading ourselves is like we're criticizing what God has made. Because we are like God. We can feel positive about ourselves and our abilities. You know, this took some serious creativity You know, when you take a look around this whole entire world and see God is in the business of of creating beautiful things. God himself is creativity, you know, and he used it to make his good creation, which is me and you. You know, so knowing that you are a person of infinite worth that gives you the freedom to love God and know him personally and make a valuable contribution contribution to the lives of those that are around you. You know, you are worthy not for what you do or how you look or what you own, but because God made you. And so, in day 1, on day 1, light is created and separated from darkness. We learn day 2, sky and water were separated. In day 3, sea and land was distinguished. Day four, sun, moon, and stars preside over day and night to mark off seasons, days, and years. Day five, with fish and birds, fill the waters in the sky. Day six, animals fill the earth. Man and woman care for the earth and commune with God. And on day seven, we know that God rested and was pleased. All right? And so, also, when it talks about um, in Genesis chapter 2, 18 through 24, with marriage, you know, we see that God's creative work, you know, was not complete until he made woman. All right? So, God, know that today, ladies, that you're so special to God. You know, he could have made her from the dust of the ground as he did with man. You know how he made Adam But God chose however to make her from the man's flesh and bone In doing so he illustrated that in marriage Man and woman symbolically become one flesh This is a mystical union of the couple's hearts and lives You know throughout the Bible God treats this special partnership very seriously The goal in marriage should be more than friendship It should be oneness. If you are planning to get married one day, are you willing to keep that, the commitment that makes the two of you one? What helpful habits can you begin to develop that will help you honor that commitment? You can think about that. And so we're going to read the personality profile for Adam and Eve right now. Okay So The ups were the first human Male and female husband and wife First to be In the image of God First caretakers of creation And first to know God personally The downs were both tended To handle mistakes And sin by excuses or blaming others Acted without considering Consequences And together they brought sin Into The creation So here are their personal Profiles Adam and Eve Were the only two humans Who never experienced being young Depending on how you feel They may or may not Have missed a lot But try to imagine starting out Life as an adult No memories, no mistakes No past Little lessons to help you make Adult decisions Most of us don't realize how much we learn or fail to learn during our growing years until it's too late. For instance, we have many opportunities to learn as children that while there are some trustworthy people in our lives, not everyone can be trusted. We learn not to immediately trust new advice. Instead, we learn to compare it to the wisdom we already have, or even to ask someone who has been trustworthy to evaluate the new advice Eve had received some advice the fruit is great God's being selfish you will be like him if you try it she trusted this advice you know even though it was contrary to what God had told her what to do you know what put your shoes in her right in, in her shoes right then and they're like what would you have done? You know, would you give in to the snake and listen to him what he's saying? Or would you remember what God had said? You know, it right then and there, What what, what would you have done? You know, she ate the fruit. She failed to trust the one who had never failed her. Adam made the same mistake. New advice new advice no questions no checking he he just he just ate the fruit you know he just went along with her and said oh, okay sure i'll take a bite you know you just went right along with it both of them had disobeyed god they had to they had to live with the painful consequences all right that is when sin entered in the world When Eve listened to a slimy snake. Like Adam and Eve, we often have to live with painful consequences of accepting bad advice. But consequences are reminders of hard lessons. They are not excuses to give up or to repeat the same mistakes. How do you evaluate the advice you receive? Why is it important to consider the source as well as the advice? Bottom line is this. As Adam and Eve's descendants, we all reflect to some degree the image of God. The basic tendency to sin goes back to the beginning of the human race. God wants people who are free to sin to choose instead to trust and love him. God's design for marriage Was part of creation And here is a I wonder question In the study bible it says Someone asks when I read about creation And miracles in the bible I get confused How do science and the bible relate Well here's the answer what they said The bible and science debate has raged for many years. Conflicts arise when we look for spiritual answers from science or for scientific answers in the Bible. A former Vietnam POW told of the time he was allowed to send a tape home to his family realizing that this might be last, the last communication he would ever have with those he loved. The soldier took extensive notes on what he would cover before beginning to make the tape. His goal was to communicate the most important things that his family should know. To his wife, he talked of insurance, mortgage, child child rearing, and relatives. To the kids, he personalized each message so that he touched on unique situations they would face for the next few years as they grew up without him. To all of them, he was careful to say how much he loved them. This is the pur- purpose behind the Bible. God put 66 books together to let his creation know the most important things about life, about what to do in certain situations, and especially about the extent of his love for them. For some reason, he chose to leave out dinosaurs. Fusion and gravity among other significant discoveries. Instead, God included stories of real people with real struggles who faced hardships and trials, many of whom conquered fears and circumstances because they realized that if God was for them, who could be against them? Many other stories are included of those who rejected God and then experienced tragic consequences. Most of these biblical examples tells us much more about living, surviving, and prospering, and prospering in a complicated society than science could ever hope to promise. Your mind matters to God. He wants you to think, never to be afraid, to ask tough questions about the Bible or the Christian faith, but also consider. The appropriateness of each question is this the kind of question the bible should answer and do the same with science asking the right questions creation and the resurrection of jesus christ are two of the most important tenets of the christian faith although neither can be duplicated in a laboratory they also cannot be proven to be false by science. If God can create life from nothing, as well as raise a man from the dead, He can lead us through this life and the next. So all we have to do is just trust Him. Okay, and this concludes today's Bible study, y'all. Genesis chapter 1 and 2. And then next time we'll be reading Genesis 3 and 4. All right. So make sure to join me next time and listen, subscribe to this podcast. That way you'll never miss an episode. And just to let you know the following outlets that I'm on again is Google Podcasts, Breaker.audio.com, Stitcher.com, Spotify, Pocket Cast, Radiopublic.com, Castbox, and also the Anchor app. All right, so you could let me know um, which one you're listening from, okay? And tell someone about this podcast, share it, and tell someone, tell a friend, tell a neighbor, tell a family member, tell a hater to check it out, okay? Also, um, just want to let you know that I'm on a radio station, I'm so thankful and grateful to God for that, called the Glory Network, where I'm encouraging young people as well. So, if you're interested, you could first download the app called the Glory Network and check me out every saturday night from 9 p.m. to 9:30 p.m. cuz you already know that you have a date with destiny, all right? Catch you back next time. Grace, peace, love and blessings. This is Monique signing off. Love you. Bye-bye. Miss you already.